views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so thrilled uh, to be reaching out to all of you today. Um, And, you know, we've got a great show. Dr. Glenna Rice is joining me here today. And for those of you who know Glenna as fabulous, fabulous co-host joining me here today, she's also a phenomenal facilitator, access consciousness and travels the world. But, you know, what she does, she has these incredible conversations that parents and alike can take a look at. But more than that, they're conscious conversations. They're conversations that help people understand that there is something to be said about living in the question. But beyond that, what do we know about the world of possibilities? But more importantly, what do we know about the energy of possibilities? And today, you know, we're talking about something that we don't talk about enough. Um, I've, I've mentioned to all of you out there that, you know, when we look at moms in the world, I gave you some statistics about how moms are crushing it in terms of one of the largest and fastest growing groups worldwide when it comes to smartphones, plugging in, keeping track of, getting engaged with, and certainly listening to podcasts. And so today, what makes Mom's great at business. First off, let me say that if you don't think being a mom is a business, well, we're going to start with that and straighten that out for you. Glenna, great to have you here. What a great conversation and show. What makes moms great at business? What do you think about what I said, that being a mom is a business? I, it is a business. I would say the exact same thing. You're running a household is running a business, depending on how many kids you have. It could be a really big business, or just you could just have one person that you're working for. Um, absolutely. And so many times moms don't recognize that the skills we have that we get being a mother, being a parent, actually directly um, relate to being in the business world or having a own home business. They go right, there's so many of them that go right along with that. You know, Let's talk about a couple of things that we, uh, you know, we we looked at for today's show. You know, it, first of all, you know, we're looking at what it is that gets moms uh, into the conversation about how we are and who we are and why we make 
great bosses. So let's talk about that today. I mean, clearly raising children is, you know, arguably, arguably the toughest gig on the planet. And, you know, we're talking about moms today, but there are dads out there that are raising kids too. You know, they're out there and in a lot of cases, they're doing it alone for the most part. But what is it about moms that don't, we don't talk about moms and business at all. And I want to ask you about that because that's what today's show is about. It is to talk about moms and business today. Yeah, moms. And, you know, it's called mompreneur. (laughs) 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 And there's a lot of moms that want to go into business for themselves, but they feel like they've been out of the workforce for a while. They don't have their skills. Um, What are they going to do? How can they do it with kids? How can they have a business and raise children at the same time? How do those things work? Um, And they tend to be very good at it once they take the leap to go Mm -hmm. um, into business for themselves, they they have, um, I mean, some of the skills that you get, you have a multi, what I call a multitasking muscle, mm-hmm. <laughs> is one of the skills that you have an ability to look at, you know, the schedule of all the kids and of your life, and if you're married, your husband, your partner, organize all of that with total ease. I mean, it may be stressful at times, but we get it done as parents. We get mm-hmm. that morning thing done, we get the pickup time, we get the activities in. And if you do have a job, you're putting that into it as well. And you learn how to be aware of a lot of things at a lot a lot of time. And that's one of the skills you need for business. If you have your own business, you need to be aware of, you know, what the future's gonna be like for the business, where it's going today, what your clients are, who you're selling to. All these different facets are something that's um that's a talent to be able to have that kind of bigger awareness of lots of people is one of the things that will totally contribute to running a business. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I think that we're talking about today, and let's just talk about a couple of these things that, you know, moms do, and they do very, very well. One is they have a new kind of awareness about what's going on in their world. You know, when I learned how to ride a motorcycle, I learned at a very young age. And one of the things my, you know, my dad and company and the people I rode with taught me was that there's no such thing on a motorcycle as forward vision. And what they taught me was you have to learn how to continuously and very quickly look out of both sides of your eyes all the time, scanning, checking, looking, um, and rarely do you ever use a mirror to look at what's behind you. So there's this multi-level of awareness. Let's talk about how moms develop that multi-awareness muscle because they – you know, they have to have eyes in the back of their heads, right? Right. That was a great analogy. I like the mo- I rode motorcycles when I was little too, and that's true. You do have to be aware right. differently. Um, and you have to be aware differently once you have kids. Because there's a whole bunch of people you have to start taking care of that can't take care of themselves. They can't, mm-hmm. you know, they, you, you need to be starting, you know, when they're babies, and you have to get up in the middle of to feed them. You have to be aware when they're come, getting up. You have to have systems in place so you do wake up. You know, you get your kids in the bed with you or you have your baby monitor. And you have to have an awareness that this is going to happen. Things have to be prepared in the middle of the night for this night scene. That's one of the things you have to be aware of that you did not have to be aware of before. If you've got a business that's international, you have to be aware of what's going on in your business 24 hours. My, my business is international. I have workshops all over, and I have times at 2 in the morning is the time that I have to actually have a conversation with the person in Australia 
or something with my business. So it's 24-7 awareness of kids is something that's always there. And even being aware of them when they're not around, like what's, what's aware of what something, you know, you have to be aware and you have to be there when things are going on, even when you're not in their presence. You have to be also aware when they're at school, what could be happening and be available for that. Um, and their interactions with other kids and with their teachers and negotiating all those things. You're negotiating a lot of relationships around the, your kids that you didn't have to do before that still, you know, prepares you for, you know, those relationships you're going to have in the workforce if you have a business and you have employees and how they interact together. Um, and getting siblings to go get along is a lot more difficult than usually getting people to work for you. So you get a lot of those schools to the tool also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, part of this that we're looking at, and I just want to talk about this because this is like the coolest thing that I know. My mom, can I talk about my mom for a minute? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about my, I had two moms. I had my birth mom and I had my, what do we call them, stepmoms. We're actually going to, we're getting ready to fire that topic up. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about my stepmom for a moment. You know, when I came into this, what do we call it now, Glenna? Blended family now when two, two mm-hmm. families merge. What are we calling that? I don't know what we call it today. Um, Blended, yeah, that works. All right, blend it. That's putting it mildly, folks. Just saying. You know, think about it more like taking these two families and putting them in a blender. That's more what it's like. Um, I, I mean, really, for me, my family's from New York. My stepmom, they were from the deep south, right? Are you kidding me? And then bringing them to the Bronx. So anyway, here's this. I want to talk about this with you. When I When I came into this beautiful blended family, I pretty much was not clear how to take care of anything on my own. I didn't. My mom wasn't physically, mentally, and and spiritually around for any of that. I got bumped from family to family to family. Then I get this mom who was married at the age of, are you ready for it, Glenna? 12. Joyce popped out when my mom was 12. Doris popped out out when my mom was 13 okay now what I learned from her is if you're doing only one thing at a time right you ain't doing enough I'm just saying you just ain't Mm -hmm. doing enough you just not so what is it about moms where it is second nature to almost be juggling 24 7 yeah. Juggle. Yeah, it is just the job description you get that no one tells you about when you become a mother. It's just there. It, it kind of can slowly build up. And, you know, sometimes you don't have to find family and you get it all at once. You know, the kids can come in different orders. But it's just it's the job description. And you have to step up and be it when you're a mom. You have to step up and be that energy be 24-7 doing these things and having, and, and you know, the thing that I help mothers is that how can you have ease doing this? How can you have ease with these busy, crazy days with the many things that you have to be aware of and not feel like it's really, really hard work? Because that's what, what mothers often get stuck in, this whole story of what hard work it is. And, you know, if you have a point of view that it's hard work, that's what's going to show up. And, like, what if it was easy? What if women just acknowledged how much ease they are actually having doing this because they're all getting it done 
they're all getting their kids to school. They're all getting them dressed, their clothes are washed, they're fed. They're getting off to their workplace if they have one. They're picking them up at the right time or they're arranging their rides. All the things that are being done, we are getting done every single day. And to acknowledge, whoa, okay, maybe I'm a lot better at this than I actually have been able to acknowledge if I'm getting everything that requires my attention every day done with such ease. And sometimes when you acknowledge it, that it's not as much work, it's the, the hard work part of it is often our point of view from years and years of being told how hard it is to be a parent. It, mm-hmm. it actually isn't true. If you acknowledge that you're getting everything done, wow, look at I am doing everything. What if it wasn't as hard as I think it is? And a question can be, what if this could be easier than I imagined? And what I would often find when I ask questions like that, what if this could be easier? Mm-hmm. I could get more done. I could add more things into my life, which is a very mm-hmm. strange concept. When you're busy asking, what else can I add? Does it make sense? But it, it almost seems <sighs> create a change to make it easier when you add things in, when you when you are almost pretending. And pretending is not the right word. You really have the energy. I, I like that. I like that yeah. word, though. I like pretending because pretending is how we get through life a lot of times, right? You know, <laughs> you know what the new, uh, let, let me tell you, the, you know what the new fancy word for pretending is? What? Visualizing. We going to visualize. What that means is we're stepping into an image of something that we want that actually doesn't exist today. What's the definition of pretending? <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a short break. I agree with Glenna. When we come back, Dr. Glenna Rice, what is it about pretending that sets the stage for what we now know is quantum physics setting intention, which then leads to the energy of action, which then leads to the energy of getting what the heck we want. We'll be right back. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Ness. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. 
Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no-nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit JoeNuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. Oh, 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 no, I'm not going to talk about the Grammys today. That's a whole different show because today my friend, colleague, Dr. Glenna Rice joining me here today. Got to set the record straight, everybody. Got to set it straight. What makes moms great at business? What makes them great at business? I'll tell you, raising children is one of the things we talked about. But the next thing we're going to talk about is what does that even mean? And I know Benny, Benny's going to relate to this because he's got two of his own. He knows what we're talking about. But before we do, Dr. Glenna, how can people find out more about you? How can they work with you? How can they help themselves and their children to live in the world of possibilities and not settle and erase mediocre from their mindset? They can find me at my website, glennarice.com, or they can go to the Access website to look up all my classes, and that's accessconsciousness.com slash Dr. Glenna Rice. Yeah. And then also you know what I think? Business. Yeah. Uh, well, t- no, say that last one again. I want everybody to hear it. it it's Joy of Business, so accessjoyofbusiness.com also. Yeah, and actually, we're going to put up a super banner for you. We're going to put up a super banner slider for you on this because it's so important, so important. I'm telling you, the joy of business, the joy of business. How many people do you know, Dr. Glenna, that wake up, and let's stay with moms for the moment. They wake up, and they know their day is a job. They may not think about it, but they know that they have to plan it out. They have to make sure that they're going to be enough food in the house. They got to keep the house clean. 
They've got to take care of the business. A lot of people that take care of the kids also take care of the bills, by the way. Okay. You don't ever, you never wanted my dad to take care of the bills ever, ever that no, but let's talk about how a mom has to learn how to be a master manipulator and negotiator because that's the bomb right there. (laughs) Yes. How do we become that? Uh, You have to be able to get your children, just getting your children up out of bed to school in the morning. During all their various ages, you have to be a master manipulator to um, be able to pull that one off. You've got to be able to, and if you have more than one child, each each child is going to be different. So how do you you use, do you scream at them, get in the car? Do you tell them, well, if you don't get in the car, this or that's going to happen? Do you prepare the night before everything that's going to go on so that they get up easy? You make sure they're in bed in time. All the different things, is you know, they seem simple because we do them all the time, but they're a skill we're learning. They're definitely a skill that we have to have to, to work with different kinds of people to get them all to do the thing that's required, which is negotiating and manipulating to get them simply into the car out the door in school. I know this is an example most mothers or fathers will understand who um, have been getting their kids off in the morning, so, or, but just evenings and the activities and the, like, you know, they have to go to their bed. Cheerleading practice and the other kids that have to go and the things that are going on with the kids in the practice and what the coach requires and all of these things you have to always show your children how to manipulate or negotiate those situations or you're going to be involved with these other adults that are working with your kids and how to manipulate and negotiate with them so everything works out for your child. You know, it's really, so what what's required here? What do I have to say? What do I have to do? What do I have to be? for this to work out for my kid, or for this to work out for me. And when you're asking it from that question, you start to, the intricacies of how everything's going to manipulate and come into place, they'll start to come into play because you've asked the question. And then you kind of get the um, entanglement of the whole universe and start backing you up and contributing to what what you're asking for. Mm. And that's what a master manipulator or negotiator is, is someone that's talking to the energy of everything and being able to go with the flow of what's required in any given time so things show up that they're asking for. You know, one of the things that we don't realize enough that as a mom, all of this, okay, so let's talk about moms in two ways if we could for a minute. Mm -hmm. There's the mom uh, that is the, what do they call it? Uh, Not married, the single, right? Single mom, yeah. Single mom, head of household mom. There's that. And then there's the mom that has a partner, spouse, whatever you want to call it. There's somebody else in the house besides the children. So each of these has their own unique set of skills that get developed. So when we're talking about negotiator, we're also talking, let's say, if you're in relationship with someone, right, Um, Mm -hmm. and there is a partner all of that has to be done beyond the children, right? The, the relationship with the partner? Yeah. Ne- the ne- negotiating. Yeah. Right, right. You, you're like, uh, hey, how can I negotiate you cooking dinner tonight, hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one never worked. But you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, no, just, I know. I get what you're like. How do you have that other relationship in the? How do you have it? That, that, that's different in the relationship with your kids. Funny 
anything right. kids you whatever relationship you have with your spouse or partner, if you're trying to keep it a secret from your children, they know. Oh my god. Kids yeah. are way too aware. They always know what's going on. You're arguing, you know, with the door shut, thinking the kids can't hear. They energetically get it if they aren't listening outside the door anyway. So keeping I know. it from the kids, keeping it separate never really works. What you can do if you don't want your children to know some of the conversations you're having is you can make it what we call infinite. Mm-hmm. I mean, you make it so big and so much space that no one can really find it. That can kind of work with kids, but they're very psychic and they're, you know, I know a lot of married couples and the second you're in your bedroom getting cuddly, wanting to have a little moment to yourselves, man, man, woman in the bedroom, the kids are going to knock at the door. What's right. going on? I need a glass of water. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm having a nightmare. Can I come in? Guaranteed. <laughs> so many married couples know that, that the negotiating that into their life can be a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what you were talking about, but that's. Like but you know, it is. No, no, it is on. what I'm talking yeah. about because even with that scenario. Even with that scenario, what has to happen is that you have to understand that you're working with multiple uh, human interactions and they're not all the same. So that brings me back to the conversation about, you know, when we're looking at how to negotiate, it's not just negotiating with your children, but you're negotiating with the school. Okay, maybe you never had to go to to. to Maybe the principal never called you about your kids, but clearly my mom was in there every week. Um, But all of this is learning about how to communicate really, really well. And we don't talk about that enough when we talk about women. And I want to just take a moment to talk about that with you. Yeah, it's true. I know I I, I was in the principal's office a few times. My middle daughter, and on the phone with him different times um, when she was, getting close to graduating and the grades didn't look so good. And she kept saying, I'm fine, mom. It's going to be fine. I'm graduating, but worrying about it. And the school was like, ah, the grades aren't good. <laughs> she ended up, you know, listening to her was, you know, the, the way to go because she actually did graduate and she was fine. She just graduated with the minimum requirement. But to go in and to, to negotiate, to, to talk to the counselors and the teachers to let them know that my daughter's going to be fine when they want me to be concerned and worried that she's not fine. Because when they finally call you, they're trying to get you involved. And they're making everything very significant. And if you know your kid's okay, that's a different negotiation. You try to appease the teacher and at the same time let them know you totally got the information and you're very concerned as a mother. So that appeases them and that you're going to handle it at home. So you, they can stop worrying about this one kid and go on to the next kid they have to worry about. That's a negotiation. Mm-hmm. It's a manipulation of the school system. Because their job is when grades get to a certain letter number, there's a checkbox that they have to then get involved because they're worried the kid's not going to make it. But if you know yeah. your kid's going to make it and you've had that conversation, you have to go in with two, two things. One, to get them to kind of back off your kid. And to also let them know at the same time that you totally understand everything they're talking about. And it is very serious, serious stuff, and you're going to go home and take care of it so they don't have to check you off again the next day and they can leave you alone and you and the kid alone for a while. That's one of the ways to go with that. Yeah, and you know, that leads to what we're going to talk about next time. What is it that has been said about women across the board 
across the board. We've seen it in our politics. We've seen it in the number of women that are CEOs. And that's why they're one of the fastest growing segments as entrepreneurs. But what is it that we say across the board? And even if we are not saying it, people are thinking it. Can moms really be leaders? Oh, boy. My mother is like looking down at me right now saying, oh, honey, did you really say that? Let's take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Glenn is going to talk to us about mom, leader. Yep. That's a marriage made in heaven. We'll be right back. Curious about the meaning of life? Do you want to deepen your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. The school also organizes group meditations each year to benefit humanity. Whether you're just beginning to reflect on the spiritual side of your life or are a more experienced spiritual seeker, the school warmly welcomes you to join our group. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit esotericstudies.net. That's esotericstudies.net. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Time. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Amber Teal, founder of The Healthy Edge, is bringing you the hit show Healthy Edge Radio, living with power, passion, and purpose. Amber provides the support and tools necessary for you to finally release the weight and emotions that are hidden beneath the weight. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information on how you can take the next step with Amber, visit GetTheHealthyEdge.com.
Yeah, everybody. That, that's just like, uh, in case you didn't see the Grammys. Uh, Dr. Glenna Rice joining me here today. You can go to GlennaRice.com or you could go to accessconsciousness, accessconsciousness.com slash Dr. Glenna Rice or uh, accessjoyofbusiness.com, which I love. Um, Dr. Glenna, you know, you're going to be teaching a body class. You're going to be teaching a bunch of other things, but also you're going to be teaching the upcoming Joy of Business 101 online. Tell us about that because that's the one where I'm saying everybody out there, you even thinking about business? Yeah, this is going to be about possibilities business. Tell us how people can find out more about all of the above. Yeah, the class, my class online, the Joy Business, hasn't gotten posted yet, but it's going to be in March. Um, I, don't, I don't have the date set, so I apologize. You, you're going to have to come back to my, you have to relook at my website a few times about how I get posted. But I, I do not have the dates up. The Joy Business 101 is an amazing class on how to go into business, what you know about business, what business is, how to have joy with it, looking at a lot of the abilities and talents that you have available already that you can have in business. Like what we're talking about with the, with mothers, motherhood being a skill and ability that we don't usually consider something that we have for business. So it's really a class about acknowledging what you know, the kind of questions you want to ask to know more about business and to see business as a joy, which is a really weird thing. Most business should be work. But if you're doing something you love, you choose something you love. And Dr. Pat, you're like, this is your perfect example of this. Then the business is easy. The people come to you. People are drawn to those things that we do with joy because they want to know more about them. They're, if you do something that's easy and fun for you, that's the thing that's going to make you money because no one else probably does it. You probably don't ever consider the ease you have with it. And, and it's because you have the ease, other people want to have what you have because they want to know how to do that easily. So um, one of the things that I, for me was parenting was something I did with ease, which I, someone told me about. I didn't acknowledge it right away. I thought parenting was hard and I didn't like it. Someone acknowledged, you do it with ease. You should do some business with parenting. And I'm like, yeah, right. What am I going to do? But then I asked a question. Well, what if I did teach some parenting classes? And that was years ago. Um, and I started just by being willing to have that in my life, have that idea that I was good at parenting and it could make me money. Because things that you're good at are the things you make money at. actually started the parenting classes that I've been teaching all over the world for the last year, for quite a while now. And it has made me money. Um, and I've, I've also become, in teaching, I've become more aware of what I'm good at. So we all mm-hmm. have things like this. And this class yeah. is one of the things that'll start to you'll start to have access to that. Mm. Uh, let's talk for a minute about what you just said, if we could. You know, mm-hmm. I would have never imagined in a million years, um, one, that I would find something to do in life that I would love. Because that's not my history. You know, I come from a family where out of the gate as as girls, we were working like at 14 and working, yeah, as many jobs as we needed to work. Um, And then the corporate job and doing that. Um, But to have something that you discover that you love to do and then you find out you can do it real well. I think that needs a conversation at the moment, too, and in your class, of how to help people 
step into possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Those are the they are the possibilities that create your future. And it's so funny with the things that you do easily, how often we discard them as not valuable because they're easy mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So they never, you never look to what they can do because it's like, oh, can't everyone else do this? Why would someone be interested in this? It's so easy. That's If you're catching yourself saying, oh, my God, that's so easy. Why does someone care about that? It's totally easy. That's the thing right there that you do better than most people because no one else thinks it's easy but you. And because you think it's easy... And we live in this weird, weird world where hard work is valuable. The things we think are easy, we just value. But they're actually the mm-hmm. things that will probably create the most for you. So you have to really look 180 degrees differently at a lot of the things you do. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we're talking about that today in the context of looking at, you know, moms and what makes moms great at business. One of the things that, you know, directly relates to this is busting through the myth of moms slash women not making good leaders. They just don't have it. I would love for you to talk a little bit about how motherhood teaches us how to step into our power. And, you know, even with the most timid of women, because I've seen it, you know. Um, yeah. How does motherhood teach us this? You have to be a leader to be um, running a family. The, the qualities of leadership are there as soon as you have children. You know, you have to... One of the things that leaders do that I love this description, and like a leader's willing to go where no one else can go, whether anyone's coming along or not. Like you're choosing do something and create something and go in a direction. And great leaders will go into that direction of where they're going, whether anyone else chooses it. It's not about making everyone else happy. It's what you know is going to create something for the future. Or what you know the direction of your family has to go. Or what you know the direction of your business has to go. Whether anyone else agrees with you or not, that's where it's going. That's a good, great leader. And if mothers are doing that from the second their children are born, even if you don't acknowledge it, you're doing it. When you're bringing a bunch of kids to the, you know, just to the doctor or to the school district, to school in the morning, bringing them to an activity, getting them to the dinner table at a certain time, getting them to eat when it's required for them to eat, because that's when you've made it. You are leading a bunch of people where they need to go. Now, it may not be, you know, ending world hunger (laughs) or running a massive (laughs) corporation with millions of dollars. But the energy of what you're being is the same. You're willing to go somewhere, whether anyone is going with you or not, and you're going to get them there. You're going to get all your kids through, you know, through 12th grade, and they're going to graduate. I mean, most mothers are doing that. Graduation rates are pretty high in this country, so you would assume most mothers are leading their children through 12 years of school out the other end. That's huge. Whether any of them wants to go or not, they're still coming along because we have, as, as the mother, you know where you're going, you know where your family's going, and you're bringing them along, however that works. You know, there's the manipulation, negotiating stuff we talked about, um, and having awareness of their future and where they can go and what you need to implement throughout the years so that they can start stepping into this future mothers are doing all the time and not acknowledging it. Just the kind of food you pick for them to eat, you're picking the food that will create the future bodies that are going to be healthy that they have. We do this 
you know, think about all these things all the time we're doing as mothers that are definitely relatable to the business world. Mm-hmm. So you already got it. What mm-hmm. would you like to choose? Would it be fun to start your own business? Would it be fun to jump off the edge, to go into a corporation? What skills do you already have you can, you can use to, to cr- contribute to what you would like to create? And what else is required? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I love this because I think we get so caught up in our day-to-day and day-to-day and more day-to-day that we don't stop and really acknowledge the amazement that happens in a mom's life. And the reason that, you know, it's so important to stop and talk about that, and I think, Benny, we'll go ahead and skip the next break, is because when we step back away from it, and we look at the many things that get done well. Sometimes, Dr. Glenna, I think we can tend to focus on that which doesn't get done. Now, I know I heard it in my family. I'm sure that I'm not alone. You know, when you get to the end of the day and everything, like the hundred things that mom does, and you get to the end of the day, and in my case, dad comes home, and he asks for that one thing that mom did not do that day. That one thing. And, you know, I've watched what happens to strong, confident women when that one thing becomes a globalization for everything about the day. And I wonder, how is it that folks can really look at what you teach and protect against going there? Because you know what I mean. You know, it's just that one thing. And it's not a big thing. But moms get a lot of things done. And then there's that one thing. They're like, oh, I forgot. And they beat themselves up. Oh, yes. And and then they justify. Oh, yeah. And I know what you're talking about. You have. I remember having lists early on when my youngest was born and never being able to get to them. And they were daily lists. Okay, a week or maybe in a month. And then I finally, you know, I finally gave up lists. They didn't work. Little little short ones for something that's just to remind me that this is something, but to-do lists aren't something that worked for me because it brought that whole energy up that I wasn't accomplishing that, wasn't getting everything done. And then you would look at your day as a mom, especially with young children, and there were times you didn't get showers in. Like, and you hear moms talk about it, and literally there are days you're like, uh, well, I guess I'll do the shower thing tomorrow because there's no time to slip it in you know, with the, with the child. And I would just take my children in the shower with me. Right. That would be one of the things. Because <laughs> I would hold them and all slippery and sit in the shower and take my shower with them, and then I could pull that one off. And so many of these things that you're doing all during the day with the baby, you don't think have any value. Like, it's this other stuff in the outside world that you did before you had the kid that was valuable. But making sure they're clean, changing the diapers, entertaining them, keeping them happy, Going in activities that, you know, we do a lot of is going to little activities that stimulate and give them the feeling for life, like going outside on walks or going to museums or, you know, having little play dates so they get to start experiencing this world that's all around them and have those experiences. You have to be with them. And you don't think these are valuable things, though they're, they're totally valuable because everything you're doing is creating a future for these children to be something that they're going to become. 
they're creating and yeah. putting all these things in place, and we don't, yeah. have, you know, we think they're nothing. Oh my God, I didn't, you know, I didn't send out memos to all the CEOs in this company or whatever we think is important for outside the house. We don't value it. So then when someone comes in and says, oh, you didn't get this thing done, if you're not valuing everything you did during the day, that's going to get you. It's going to just feed in and have, you know, just another one of those things that breaks the camel's back. Oh, my God, now I'm a mother and I'm not accomplishing anything. All I'm doing is hanging around with this baby all day. And there seems to be this energy that that's what you do as a mother. You hang around with a baby all day. But they, it's not, your whole day is about this other being living. Mm-hmm. When they're little, they need you to put the food into their mouth. They need you to prepare it. Your whole day is about creating this new creature that's going to be on the planet. <laughs> and it doesn't stop. And if you value that, and then ask, what's important for me today? What do I need to get done? It's actually important. It's going to create more. What's valuable? What is and have those things that actually are required of you during those days to get your attention and fit those in because you're you're fitting in a lot of things anyway. You're going to be able the ones that actually require you to do stuff are going to come to you easier and work on those. And then if someone comes home and says, "Oh, you didn't do this thing," yeah, I said, "I said, yeah, I'll get to that some other time." That's really great. Of course, I didn't. Have you seen my day? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, this really leads into um, one of the things that I've learned, you know, and, and were made very aware of from my mom. And that is this level of intuition, this notion that mothers have this eye, this vision on the future. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about moms as futurists because we don't stop and honor them for that. You know, I think everyone that is mothering a child, uh, Mm -hmm. fathering a child, you know, those of you that are out there and you are the primary for this, you know, there is an eye that you have on the future, whether it's the end of the day, the end of the month, the end of the year or 10 years you're looking out. You you know that you've got a doctor's appointment a month from now. You've got it down in the books. You plan around it. All of the above, whether it's cooking three meals a day, whether it's having snacks, it doesn't matter. All of the above. And in my case, my mom worked a job too. So can you talk a little bit about how moms have this keen eye on the future and where intuition steps in? Yeah, great question. Great question. We're futurists. Mothers are definitely that, which is you are, every, all of the things you're doing now, you're doing to create something greater in the future. You know, if, you know, you're, like, if, I'm keep going back to food for some reason on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that food analogy is again. big. No, it's good. <laughs> but just, when you're pregnant, you are eating for the baby in the future that's coming. You start or, you know, you stop drinking alcohol if you like alcohol, because you know that if you drink alcohol, that's going to create a problem in the future. That's futurist. You eat the right healthy foods. Your midwife or your doctor gives you a list of the things you should be eating during your pregnancy, the kind of activity you should be doing. And all of that is to create a future baby. The baby's not there yet. They're not born yet, but you're already doing things that are going to contribute now to the future you'd like to create. Being a futurist is, what do I do now? To, to contribute to the future that I would like to have, the future I'd like to create. And with children, it's, an, it's so easy to see how you do it. 
kids are always growing and bigger, and you always need to be doing things now that's going to help them in the future, from food, from their, just getting their homework done. You're being a futurist when you go in and say, kids, you need to get your homework done. Because you know that if they don't, something's going to happen in the future that's not going to work for them. But if they do get their homework done, the future's going to be easy. So you're always looking to the future, and you're showing children who aren't always looking. The kids are often just, right now, it's fun, and I'd like to do this. Why are you worrying about me eating right now? I'm not hungry this second. You might be saying, well, because this is the only chance to get some food in in six hours. If you don't eat now in six hours, the next time we get to eat, I know you're going to be hungry. You're being a futurist. Eat a little bit now, because in six hours it's going to be easier. Those kind of things, because the kids are often just in the moment of now. You as a mother are showing them and helping them create their future all the time. What's really cool is those are still in business that are absolutely required. They make great leaders. Leaders are always looking towards what, what do we need to implement now to have a greater future. And mom's got the skills. We got it, mom. Mm. Do we pass these skills on to our children? I think great mothers do, absolutely. Now, you can't guarantee what your kids are going to be like. But most kids that are going to be raised by mothers that have these abilities and are parenting this way are going to have them. And we all know as we get older, we'll say something that sounds like our mother. You know, and what if the things my kids say about me when they say, oh, my God, I just sounded like mom. They're actually kind of cool mm-hmm. things. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> but like, oh, my God, my mother used to say that. That's terrible. And they go, oh, wow, my mom used to say that. How cool. You know, mm-hmm. what's possible you never considered. Do they take these on? Yes. One of the ways that I did that was a great question. About that. Um, I would ask my kids directly stuff that would allow them to see what things were creating in their future. Given the homework example, I would say, if you don't do your homework, what is your day going to be like tomorrow or what's your week going to be like or your month? And so they know what their choice was, their choice to not do their homework or to do it, what that was going to create. And they could have an awareness of what it was. And they were uncannily right on. When they didn't do their homework, there was often something going on the next day where either the teacher gave an extension on the homework or no one else was getting, get, you know, doing it that day or they weren't grading it. Something would go on where I'd go, wow, they already knew not doing their homework wasn't going to be a problem. And mm-hmm. asking them to look into the future, it allowed them to see what it was. And then they'd come back to me and go, oh, yeah, I didn't need to do my homework anyway. Mom, and, wow, these kids know. But it, it can mm-hmm. be... From everywhere, like if you wear that to school today, my daughter used to never put on her coat, and she comes right. come out in the weirdest outfit. And I would say, okay, <laughs> if you wear that to school today, what's that going to create? And she'd look at her little polka dot thing that matched nothing, and I don't know, princess shoes. And I'd like, if you wear those shoes to school, what's that going to create on the playground when you want to run around? And she'd go, oh, she'd get it. And she'd go back mm. and change. So it was always her choice to change. And if she didn't, if she still wanted to wear it, I would let her. Because then she could see what her choice created in her future. So those are the ways you can start. And, and that makes it easier on you as a mom, too, because you don't have to argue as much if they're choosing. If you allow them to have the choice from an awareness, you don't have to spend time convincing them why they're doing something. It can be their choice. And it will create them being able to see what they choose now, what that creates for their future. Mm-hmm. And I do see yeah. that in my older children. All three of my children, actually, kind of, they have it innately. Right. They choose knowing what it's going to create without doubt. I find it fascinating during the teenage years of the confidence they had from this. It's a really great way to, 
to talk to your children and empower them to know what they know. Well, I think that what we're talking about here today is passing on knowledge, passing on skills, passing Mm -hmm. on wisdom, and passing on possibility. Because with those four elements, with those elements, what we give children is an opportunity to create the lives they want. And, you know, what I love about what you've put together today for the show and what we're talking about is the absolute notion that we have at any moment in time the ability to change, shift, love, and lead. And that's what we're Mm. talking about with moms. So thank you so much for today. And again, please give out information about how people can sign up for the class. um, And then also... Um, how can they find out more about you and what's your personal message for today? I love what you just said, Dr. Pat. It was a beautiful ending. Um, yeah, you can find me at glennarice.com or accessconsciousness.com backslash Dr. Glennarice and access to a business. Also, I would say so. Easiest ways to find me. Um, personal message. Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> it flows away. Be you. Choose on a dime, be willing to change on the dime, and ask what's going to create something greater than I ever can imagine, and follow things that are going to create more for you. Mm. Follow what creates more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really what we're talking about, too, is the joy of business. Again, just please mention that workshop, that opportunity, and, you know, how that is for sure going to help people step into the world of possibilities. Yeah, Joy of Business 101, I'm going to have a class up in, I don't have a specific date, but it'll be in the month of March. Um, it'll be a Zoom call, so you'll be able to watch me from your computer online. So just check back into my website for the exact date. Um, awesome. It'll be up in a week or so, okay? Yeah. Thank awesome. You so much. All right. Dr. Thanks. Glenna Rice, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. Another hour on Transformation Talk Radio coming up right now. Thank you all. Have a fabulous day. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.